That's the only reason that song did anything. Speaking of Michael, welcome, 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 welcome back to another fun and exciting adventure of TCAD, T-C-A-D, Theatrical Conjecture and Dissertation, a fancy name for an unfancy show. It is I, coming to you from Southern California, down the Legend Chambers, and also here in SoCal is Ms. Jure Stewart. How you doing, Ms. Stewart? I'm doing so awesome. That is wonderful to hear. Now listen, I, I, I don't want to hear it from our tens of listeners. I know, I know we've been gone for a little extended hiatus. Certain things had to get taken care of. Weddings had to be gotten to. Family was in town. Adulting. Adulting uh, uh, had to take place. So I'm, I'm very sorry. But we're back. And we're going to work on... Um, you know, keeping our schedule uh, a bit better. But when adulting happens, man, I don't know what to tell y'all. It's it just is what it is. You know. Um, how was the wedding, by the way? It was beautiful. It was so nice. Although Vegas was like 115 degrees, it was hot as hell. hell yeah. And then I wound up having a a job interview on the phone on the way we were in. Uh, prim <laughs> where I, I like we pulled over to get gas and like uh those like crazy casinos in prim and um i got uh i had an interview and then i i essentially i got the job as soon as i got back um it's like a you know what i did for fox um mm-hmm. doing commercial traffic i'm essentially doing that on the other end on the network end uh, or not on the network end, on the distributor end, like sending commercials to the networks. Um, but I'm doing it freelance, which is awesome. So um, now I'm thinking about, you know, maybe trying to apply at other companies so if they need somebody. Because traffic is a job where it's it's not particularly hard. It's not one hard thing. It's just hundreds of small, easy things that you have to remember. And the remembering is the hard part. Oh yeah, um, and so it's a but it's a very specific job that that very few people really understand because it's so weird and niche. Um, so I'm thinking about like putting in, you know, applications and feelers and being like, hey, you know, you have somebody on maternity leave, you have somebody who's out having surgery, somebody who's out sick. Like I can come and fill in and do your traffic, and you don't have to train me, and I'm not tied down anywhere. So I'll be with this company for three more weeks. Um, which would be nice because uh, it's definitely I don't know what's going on with my computer is like acting up it's, it keeps opening iTunes and Siri keeps being like yo what's good <laughs> you might need a new like, one now Windows I just got this thing it's a it's a MacBook is it no I got the full on desktop situation ooh yeah but uh it's yeah just, you might I have to replace it I think Shut up. I think it's the headset. The headset has like a some Mind buttons on it. Well, I think it has some buttons on it that I keep inadvertently bumping Impressive. up against. Yeah. But so we have a lot to talk about today. Uh movie-wise and yes. Sundry. What uh, but f- first, movie-wise, uh I want to get to my um uh bi-monthly uh show or part of the show that I like to call uh, Better Late Than Never. And, you know, this is where I've, you know, I catch up on movies that I finally got around to. Mm-hmm. So it's Better Late Than Never. 
Better late than never. And, and these are really quick, really quick reviews of what I thought. I'm sure uh, our tens of listeners, they might have already seen them. And so I know they're anxiously waiting with bated breath to check to see if I liked them as well as they did because it kind of makes them feel better. So let me say this. Uh, I don't think we talked about um, even Jurassic World at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I talked about it. You did. You did. <laughs> uh, I didn't much care for it. I have to be okay. honest. It, okay. it, it reminded me of Jurassic Park 2. So I was like, why am I watching the same movie over again, basically? That's fair. Saw so Skyscraper. Oh, oh boy, that bored me to tears. Really? Don't get me wrong. Did you see Rampage? Wait, I'll, I'll get to that. Oh, okay, I was just going to say, I'll, like, how did it compare? I'll get to that. But, yeah, okay, okay, uh, so, okay. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 Dwayne Johnson, great guy. I think he's very charismatic. His attempt to to try to combine Die Hard with Towering Inferno I know. met with neither. It, it, it wasn't as exciting as uh, Die Hard, and nor was it as thrilling as any as like a towering inferno i mean it was you went to the movie and you're like well dwayne johnson's not gonna die so i'm just i'm just gonna kind of watch and see if they make whatever he does interesting and it really wasn't and the bad guy wasn't interesting in the, the least he's certainly no hans gruber uh you know like that's a bad guy who you remember his name 30 years later don't even remember what the bad guy looked like in this movie and there were kids involved, so I was like, oh, great, children. It, boring. And speaking of Rampage, Rampage was more exciting than Skyscraper. Really? And even I thought Rampage was a bit ridiculous, but it had some exciting parts, so I was. It kept me mildly interested. Mildly. But Skyscraper, I was like, oh, God, this is insanely boring. Just, just. Bleh. Did we talk about Rampage? No, I mean we really didn't need to. I mean, I, I, I liked Rampage. I mean, uh, listen, it's a movie based on a really ridiculous video, video game. game. It's a really ridiculous premise. So I was like, how are they going to make this into a narrative? So one thing that I noticed that I'm just going to throw out there off the bat that I've been noticing, I've, you know, having The Rock be in so many movies, and I don't know, maybe I'm crazy, but I'm thinking I'm not. That whenever he has, uh, like a the his foil, like his female co-star, mm-hmm. if she's black, they make him a little bit darker, and if she's white, he's like lighter and a little bit more ethnically ambiguous. And I think that that is weird. I'm just gonna say that that's weird. <laughs> I've never I have- noticed that. I have noticed it, and I think it's weird. Um, so I don't know if I don't think that it's like a, a race issue per se. I think what it might be is lazy lighting, like they just like they make him a little bit darker so they don't have to do as much when they're in scenes together. I think that's what it is, but it comes off as like a weird like anti-miscegenation situation but i don't think that's what it is i think it's a lighting thing Um, i'm gonna have to like actually pay attention and and watch 
And it's I've weird. never like, noticed that. I watched like five rock movies in a row, so I was like, that's weird. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to look for that. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, they, do yeah. with, they do it with Halle Berry, too. Um, not necessarily depending on her co-star, but just depending on how urban they need her to be. They'll do that, especially... Um, with the advertisements now this is a race thing they'll do this with the advertisements for Halle Berry movies like the billboards for kidnap or whatever she'll be much browner if the billboard is in Inglewood than if it's like and maybe it's just maybe it's my subjective opinion but I don't think so I think it's a it's a conscious decision to try to appeal to the market that the billboards are in uh they like brown I can believe that I can believe so I just think that's weird. But I thought Rampage was, it was fun, but the villains were nonsense because. Oh, yeah. Like, you have these, okay. It was just nonsense because if you have these monsters and you're trying to, A, not get in trouble, (laughs) two, be clandestine about it, and D. not destroy your your company <laughs> why <laughs> why on Beyonce's green earth would you sit there and send out a homing beacon directly to your midtown towers I mean I know you live in Chicago and it's like whatever but come on like that makes zero sense if you had a facility out in the middle of the Pacific like a like a Jurassic Park like an Ilsa Neblar or like Ilsa right. Sorna or whatever, and you're luring them out yonder okay that makes some sense and you're gonna have like your mercenaries or whatever round them up and then shenanigans happen but you're like literally in in downtown chicago and you're gonna lure them to the top the top don the top i know it it (laughs) again i the movie the movie (laughs) kept my interest but it was pure nonsense it was just pure nonsense and so then um Anyway, that's yeah. all I could say. It, it kept my interest. Okay. Uh, the, the the other thing, um, the, uh, two other ones uh, was Ocean's Eight. Yeah. Which uh, that movie also uh, bored me to tears. I liked it. Well, it it bored me to tears because my problem was it was okay. so obvious. It, it it's beyond blatantly obvious that they had um, our two uh, our two co stars, Kate. Kate Blanchett and uh, Sandra Bullock. Uh, yes, Sandra Bullock. They're, they're obviously, you know, Kate Blanchett is Brad Pitt. You know, Sandra Bullock is George Clooney. Well, yeah. But they, they they almost even tried to do the beats of the movie and what goes on like as a copy of mm-hmm. of an Ocean's <laughs> Eleven. And I said, man, it would have been far more interesting to see these women kind of work in their own kind of way because it's the way they're doing it 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 tried too hard to remind me of an Ocean's 11 movie so now I'm thinking of Ocean's 11 and I'm right. like you know what Ocean's 11 had way better chemistry amongst all of these guys it was yeah. just so much kookier and they weirder tried to... to me they tried yeah. too hard to follow that formula where I thought they would have had a better time in making these women sort of go about it their own way I even thought the heist came off kind of dull like there was no real uh creativity behind it and then during the thing where they they kept putting this out of danny ocean being dead i'm like why in the hell would you do that 
See, that was the thing. They tried. They they tried to do what the two things that conflicted with each other. They tried to remind you too hard that this was an oceans movie, but then they also tried to make you forget that this was an oceans movie. Like this is something different. But then they they kept hitting you over the head with the fact that it's an oceans right. movie. So it's like just make it be an oceans movie and let Brad Pitt and Danny and uh, George Clooney be in it and be cool. Like like she's she's Danny Ocean's sister. So it doesn't. It's not weird for him to be in the movie unless you know, George but, Clooney's just not doing right. it. But, but it's like, yeah. But even yeah, so. even if they did want to, even if they just wanted all ladies, and I have no problem with that. What they should have done was at the very end. Yeah. One of those two walks in with like a plan for something else, and I'm like, now you've yeah. got me interested in yeah. what could happen together. Or, the, the oceans universe. Like I hated the fact exactly. that exactly dead at the end like fuck that that made me really that that the whole movie i was fine until that at the end i was like get the fuck out right. of here I'm like, like i felt a little bit betrayed i'm like no um, no i'm like no 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 when i left off danny ocean's still alive and he's still yeah. alive right now and you're gonna kill him off screen yeah. like he deserves better yeah. than that so <laughs> that movie pissed me off and i i i, I left even with what little goodwill I had, I was like, mm, no, screw you guys. Right, because um, I think that they take it a little too far when they're trying to, like, beat you over the head with, oh, we're doing this all-female reboot of whatever, instead of just making a good movie and there happens to be women in it. Like, I think that was one of the major pitfalls of the Ghostbusters movie because they, I think that the Ghostbusters movie should not have been a reboot i think that the ghost of busters movie should have been like ghostbusters sequel and mm-hmm. they could have had all those guys still around and they could have had these ladies have taken day. over the business they from took them. Over the business yeah. from them maybe um you know uh instead of her random uncle who ran a mortuary um leslie jones's character is winston's daughter like Rip. they could have just wrap them into the Ghostbusters universe instead of trying to beat you over the head with this, like, women empowerment. And then that's, like, an immediate turnoff if you don't have a product that's going to live up to the hype of the original. And nothing is going to live up to Ghostbusters. I'm sorry. It's just not. And so, you know, why not enfold into that universe instead of trying to reboot and make it better when you're... You know, you're not doing that. And, and, and obviously, the, the same thing here. I, I just thought it was a bad move, again, to, to try so hard to want to be like the originals, but yet... But not this, folding into the universe. Yeah, but but not wanting to really fold into it. Yeah, that annoyed me. I don't me like that with these, these new, like, female-led things. It's like they're trying to establish themselves as a separate entity from the universe that they are a part of. And I think that's a misstep. I think that you want to be a part of the universe that you're a part of. Like, right. See, but the problem, how they think that you can be a part of it is if you literally copy. I'm like, no, no, right. no. You copy it, and you, then you just put all women in it, yeah. and like, you're printing money. Right. And it's it, like, it, no, nah, bro. no, oh no, not really. So then, people are smarter than that. You're not just gonna throw. I'm not gonna just throw some money at some random vaginas. Like it's not about you know. I love seeing. I love Sandra Bullock and I love Kate Blanchett and they are talented. I love you know Mindy Kaling. Like I love all those women. Aquafina is really funny. Like I love all those actresses, and I think that they deserve better than that. So you're not gonna throw money at random vaginas. 
I have no. not heard that phrase in a long time. <laughs> I mean, last time I heard that was in a strip club. So, I mean, <laughs> and it holds true then, and it holds it's true. true now. That's true. It holds true over there very well. Very no, well. No, I feel like it's insulting. It's like you know, you're feeling like it's just like when you're being pandered to as as a black movie goer. I'm not gonna go just see a movie just because I'm seeing. You know, I mean, I probably am, but I'm not gonna just go see a movie just because there's like a bunch of black people in it. If it's not good, true. Like that's true. Like I, you know, I walked the hell up out of Soul Plane because that was not good. But um, I will watch it now on TV in full. I really will. I really, really will. Oh yeah, because it's. I mean, there's parts that are so funny and dumb that it, I, I just I can't help it. Yeah, yeah. But but see, the difference is I'm not paying money though. I'll watch it on TV. I didn't pay money for it. They had some kind of promotion with one of my jobs, and it was like a radio station something. And then they, they we went to an advanced screening, and I was just like, "Nah, bro, it's not it's, worth my two it's, hours." It's much funnier now. It's much funnier now. Just, just trust me on that one. All right. And so then the so, last two. Uh, all right. Well, th- this. No, one, we got more than two. Let, well, no, no. I'm, I'm saying in my little better late than ever. Oh, okay. Well, actually, there's just one more. Okay, it, oh, okay. it's better late than ever. There's one more. Uh, the movie Upgrade, uh, highly recommend. Oh, I'm not yeah. even going to get too deep into it because it, it kind of would ruin the story. But if you get a chance to see the movie Upgrade, real good. I like. Is that it. in Redbox right now? It, it probably is right now. It probably is right now. And I think it's it might be digitally. Like if you, you know, could probably get it on like your uh, uh, PS4 or or Xbox movies. Okay. Uh, Go check it out. It's probably if I had to one to ten it, I'd give it like a seven and a half because it it, it has good promise. Eh, the story gets a little weak at the end, but all the way up to there, I was like, oh, this is pretty good. There, somebody stumbled onto a a good idea with that. And one movie that we since since real life adulting interfered and got in the way. Just real quick, gonna say. Um, Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible Fallout. Mm-hmm. That 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 movie was worth every penny to see that in IMAX. Really? Every that it's this is the weirdest thing to say. That this <laughs> Mission Impossible franchise has just gotten better. Every single movie after number two. That's so. And weird. I didn't even mind number two because I'm a John Woo fan. But even I realized that he sort of went a little way out there a bit too far but after that second one they've gotten better and this sixth one is just like, are they on six really like i mean some people might say it's not better than some other ones probably for certain character issues because some movies kind of developed character a bit better for, for some of these guys or, or had a more personal feel to it and i get that this one if you wanted a Mission Impossible action movie. If you wanted to be thrilled and if you wanted action, this, w- without it being dumb or stupid or like, why is this happening? This movie delivered in spades. And the fact that I saw it in IMAX, it, every cent was worth it. I, I, I said that a whole thing and I'm just going through it. I'm like, I can't believe they're about to top what I just saw in the previous scene. 
and I can't believe they're about to top that that I just saw in this other scene. That's crazy. It, it, oh, no. It was in... And I think it's not even so much that the action itself was just so incredible over the top, but the pacing and the story and the tension, there's just no letdown. And the way it builds, they were just very smart about it. And, yeah, it's... Absolutely. When that when that sucker comes out in digital, I'll, I'll probably mm-hmm. purchase it on digital just to have it on my machine so I can pop it up and play it. It All was right. amazing. If you if you, however you get a chance to see it, check it out. Amazing, right on. absolutely. Right on. All right. Yeah. So. Yeah. New movies, new business. New business. <laughs> yes. Now to new. Just to, uh, and I, I I know we did this in our ten minute take. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say for me, because y- you you might have some more to elaborate, uh, the Happy Time Murders, mm-hmm. eh, okay. Uh, they could have gone further and really brought something out of it. But eh, yeah, this is definitely something to wait for it to like come out on your PlayStation and pay your five ninety nine, and you'll be all right. Five ninety nine. You, know, well, you think I'm made of money? You better get that $2 Redbox Blu-ray. <laughs> you better wait for the barbershop, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't steal it. But um, I liked it more than that. Um, I, I Like we talked about in the 10-minute take, I, yeah. for some reason in my life, have extensively worked with puppets. <laughs> and so I appreciate a good puppet flick. Um, you know, and I... I do think it had some problems with pacing and jokes landing. Um, and I think that it, it could have been uh, paced up a little bit better. And I think the story was a little bit uh, cliched. Like it was very yep. down the path you yep. knew it was going to go. Like it was Who mm-hmm. Frame Roger Rabbit. It was Chinatown. It was the Maltese, uh, Maltese Falcon. It was like all of those classic film noir plots point beats were hit yep. and it wasn't anything out of the ordinary so as far as plot um i thought it was definitely worth a matinee for sure um uh especially if you go uh, at the uh if you got like a discount movie day at amc five dollar movies at amc or the 650 over at the uh cinemark it is worth that I thought it was really funny to see it on the big screen, um, but yeah, and when it pops into the red box, it's totally worth a rent. Um, it's one of the best Melissa McCarthy movies that have been out at least in the last three or four years. Um, she's been having some trouble finding the right material tonally for her, and I think this has been the closest we've come since Bridesmaids for something that you know really fit her personality. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's how I feel about Happy Time. Um, I did not get to go see Black Klansman because I don't care how good Spike Lee says he is. I'm not paying $16 to go see a Spike Lee movie, uh, a movie period. <laughs> that <laughs> so, is true. Um, that didn't work out for me. So I had to go see The Meg. But if, Don, if you want to talk about Black Klansman first. Uh, no, um. <laughs> no, no, no. Look, uh, no. no I, w- w- what I'm going to say is this. What, what, what I'm going to say is this. It's, I mean, it's based on a true story. So, mm-hmm. in a sense, everybody can always just just go and look up the um the actual. And true is in quotation marks. I mean, I, obviously, or it has an it's, asterisk. 
it, it's oh. it's it's I guess more sort of loosely based, or it's kind of based on it. You can yeah. actually look up the the real story. Yeah, it's uh, really interesting. The guy is interesting. Yeah, he has a documentary I think on Netflix. It's uh, really so, and and since it's 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 still out there, I I'll I will say this: I like um, Spike Lee movies. Mm-hmm. It, it, you can immediately tell Spike Lee movie. I mean, Spike Lee movies have have a look. Certain mm-hmm. of his shots, the way he does certain um, dollies and all. I mean, yeah, we he has know, a specific composition. He has a specific composition. The way he he uses music. We know Spike Lee can be a bit preachy. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it, it happens here as well. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was it was worth the money. But but again, I'm a Spike Lee fan, and I think. Even though Spike Lee can make a great movie, I think because his I, – I, the only movie I, I would say different was the, the Inside Job because that mm-hmm. one didn't really it look – It had the Spike Lee dollies and the it Spike Lee – It had a Lee couple, but it didn't cutting. necessarily really look like a Spike Lee movie. Like that was his, that was his closest – I, I thought it was his closest attempt to be yeah. a bit more mainstream-ish. Yeah, sure. It, it, definitely, it, it definitely had certain Spike Lee bullet points – yeah. In, in in regards to the, the music and some of his symbolism, but I, I thought that was his best attempt at mainstream ish. This one, you know, has all the hallmarks of looking like a Spike Lee movie, and I I dig that. I just think for some people who are just not Spike Lee fans, no matter yeah. what, they're just going to get turned off. Which I think if they can put that aside, even get past some of the preachy ish type moments, I think it'll, it, it's still. A, a solid good movie and and then to watch his boy there's just some times where i'm like are we sure it's not his dad doing the dubbing here because he sounds he sounds just, just like, like him, him. i like mean crazy. just like him just like him and i'm it's not crazy. sure if he was doing it for because i mean i've watched him no, in ballers he just... and he didn't he doesn't sound like his dad in ballers so i was i'm kind of wondering if or if this is a new thing i'm not sure but I don't God, know. He sounds just like that in like, the movie. But um, I'm not a Spike Lee hater, but I'm not a Spike Lee stan either. Like mm-hmm. I am a Spike Lee ambivalent, and so I, you know, I'm not necessarily going to go rush out and go see the new Spike Lee joint. But I'm not going to be like not go see it because like there's people who will specifically not go see a movie because it's a Spike Lee movie. Like I'm not going to do that. Like I'll. Go check it out. I just wasn't going to pay $16 for it, um, to be real, real. Um, um, but it definitely looks like it's right up my alley. I love, you know, historical uh, fiction movies that are, you know, based on outrageous true stories like that. And so, and, you know, it looks really good. And it's one of those things where it's been kind of a good summer for, for movies that are a little bit outside of the box. Mm-hmm. Um, like I saw, um, crazy rich Asians. I don't know if you saw that, um, yet. And it was, you need to go take Dawn. You need to take the wife and go and see it. It's beautiful. Yeah. It is very pretty. It's like, I have, all, I've, I've no, you know, a good amount of people from Singapore and I've always wanted to go, but now I really want to go. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's so oh, pretty. Oh, no, it's listen. It's so pretty. No, no, make no mistake. <laughs> Singapore, I've known, I mean, just from watching some travel shows, yo, yeah. Singapore is like light years ahead of of us. And, and like, you want to see a city. Holy yeah, cow. Holy cow. Like, 
But um, it definitely it it hit a few um, romantic comedy cliche points. Um, it was definitely you know. It, it, but the way it's shot and the way the story is told, there were some things that I appreciated because they weren't catered to necessarily an American audience. Like there were scenes like um, there was a scene where the um, Constance Wu, who I love, is playing uh, Mahjong with a mother-in-law and she's like getting her point across at the end. And like they play the game and they don't exotic fetishize the game like how when you watch a movie mm-hmm. you and this is a thing that we as americans take for granted all the time and you know i just thought about it like you watch a movie and you see people playing poker or you see people playing checkers or you see people playing whatever um english western game and you don't stop to think that people in other parts of the world have and like they'll be playing poker and saying dialogue that has to do with the cards or whatever or the the, the style of gameplay but they just take for granted that everybody knows how to play this game and so because that's just it's an american thing it's a game that you know like a wild west movie and they're playing poker and they're like using that as plot point like uh, to punctuate sentences like putting out your hand and they're just taking for granted that everybody is understanding of this game and so when you watch movies like this and you see something that's something that you don't necessarily understand and it's not explained to you but has a deeper meaning for you know different people who are watching the movie I can appreciate that from you know a filmmaker standpoint like to to do the same thing it's a to make a mainstream movie that's not necessarily for you know mm-hmm. that's not for me like like I can appreciate there are some things that are you know not going to be because that I mean that's just the nature of watching movies for us as you know minorities in this country is like sometimes it's just not for you but you can still appreciate the beauty of it and the intricacy right. of it and you know the the overtness of it without the subtext. Like, if you don't get every little bit of subtext, then that's okay. It's not that big of a deal. And, like, the fact that some people get so up in arms about that. Like, the um, the little cartoon that played um, before Coco about the, the steamed dumpling. I don't know oh, if you yeah. heard about that controversy. Like, so many people were getting, like, so freaked out about it because there was some, you know, subtext that they didn't understand that's, like, uniquely you know, not of their culture. And so that's got to be okay with you. Like you have to, not everything is going to be for you and that has to be okay, you know? Mm-hmm. But anyways. I, I didn't even, I kind of like that cartoon. I liked it too. It's cute as fuck. Yeah. But not to, I'm swearing so much. Sorry, mom. <laughs> but <laughs> it's really cute. And, you know, I man, just people need to chill out. Yeah, um, basically. <laughs> so I also saw the Meg, Ooh. which if you have not seen this, uh. when this movie comes on <laughs> Netflix, or you know, if you want to drop that two dollars on that hot Blu-ray when it comes in the red box, and you want to have like a good party movie or like a drinking game movie, this movie is like. If you got together with your movie-watching friends, like friends who really watch movies, Mm -hmm. and you got drunk, and you were pulling out every single 80s, 90s action movie plot point to create a movie, that's this movie. Are you serious? 
it starts with the cliffhanger moment from like when he has you know he has to make a choice that sacrifices a member of his crew and then and like they die and so then that that <laughs> fucks his head up and so then he goes off to Thailand and he's drunk and so then you know this accident happens on this thing oh. and they need to get him because he's the only man who can do this deep dive and save them so then they go and then he's not going to do it for any amount of money in the world no, of I'm course not, not. Do but his ex-wife is one of the people that need to be rescued so <laughs> obviously he's going to do it <laughs> they brought his ex-wife in it so then <laughs> he goes to do it and uh-huh. then like, you know, he has rapport with the kid, even though he's this gruff guy. Mm-hmm. And then they catch the shark and they kill it. But then there's a bigger shark because that was the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> like every single, every single one, every single one. They hit him hard. It's so funny. But it's not unentertaining. You know what I'm saying? Like it's grown worthy, but it's still a fun popcorn watch. Like I'm. I'm here for it. Like, I would have been mad if I paid good money for it, but if it was just on, like, if it's on, it's one of those movies that is going to run on TNT, like, in the gym. Oh, yeah. All the time. And you know what? I'm here for it. I will watch that on a treadmill in in a second. Okay. 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 (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Like, it's like, I can't, like, I'm telling you everything about the movie, but it's like, of course that's what happens. Of course that's what happens. Of course that what's ha- like I can't give it away because it's like everything you expect. You already know. Yeah. It's everything. It's jaws, it's cliffhanger, it's predator. <laughs> it's um <laughs> deep blue sea. Like it's all that shit. It's just every single it's a little bit of point break. It's like every single 80s and 90s like early 90s. It's like a little bit of Snake Plissken. Like it's all the plot point that you expect they hit them hard <laughs> wait you even brought in snake plissken a little bit a little hmm. bit yeah like because he's the only man for the job but again that's cliffhanger too like that's all of them because that's the formula for 90s for an uh like a late 80s action movie it's like mm-hmm. and then he's gotta be retired and disgraced and like living the life of a drunk and he's not gonna do it no amount of money <laughs> and no amount of prestige is gonna get me to do it but your ex-wife needs to be rescued god damn it i guess i will <laughs> I, you know i i do love those plot points because you know it, you know it always makes me wonder whoever read this script and approved it i'm just like you're you're cool with that oldest plot point in the because, and like a lot of the characters literally say that, I'm done. I'm through. I'm, I'm, I'm out of go- the life. I'm out of the game. I'm out of the life. <laughs> no amount of money you give me, I'm going. I mean, they have characters that literally say that, and, and and somebody wrote that and left it in, and whoever approved the script was like, oh, this mo- this is gonna be a great movie. This is gonna be great. The drama. Perfect. So, Perfect. See, see, now I'm actually. You got How do we get him back in? You got me a little bit more than curious now to see this <laughs> just for the cliches. Like, it's so... It is like... It's a good B-movie. Like, it's a really good B-movie. Because, okay. you know, you know, obviously they spent a lot of money on it, so the CGI is great. Mm-hmm. The shark 
looks great. The the special effects are, you know, excellent. The the acting is good. It's just so silly. Mm-hmm. And everything and like the plot points are nonsense. Like they're all of your favorite plot points rolled into one <laughs> super pizza of a movie. Like, oh, that's awesome. But uh, if you told me, if you told me that this script was written in 1987, I would 100% believe you. <laughs> like, that's how that's how this movie plays. Because, you know, 87 was a good, that, that was like, you know, the peak of great 80s action movies. Yeah, um, that's what I'm saying. Like, if this movie came out in 1987. It would have made a ton of money. It would have made a ton of money. And it would be a classic that we still talk about to this day. But you know what? But, it, but because think... it's. 2018 we're like what the hell but I, I, but the meg came out like on top like it's first two weeks yeah because that's that at least out, right well hey listen when you're still number one yeah 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 you know even so even so still number one um let's see what well, else what it, else what else in I think... terms of in terms of um i guess sundry the sundry the only thing that has really risen to catch my attention and well a couple of things i know my tens of listeners are dying to know yes i still need to catch up on power on season three and i'm now on season two of snowfall which has really started to grow on me that that show on fx so i'm 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 catching up on on those two but this Joaquin Phoenix and the Joker movie. Yeah. I'm a little... I'm trying to understand what... What... Yeah. What is... Is, is this supposed to be a standalone? And then what, what... What is the purpose of it? Right. Being a standalone. Right, like, what is the what are they trying to accomplish with this? I'm not sure. And if you want to do a standalone Joker movie, like, where's Mark Hamill at? He ain't doing nothing. Like, let's uh, let's talk. You know what would be fantastic? I would pay a billion dollars to see if Michael Keaton played the old Batman in like a Batman Beyond movie. I saw and that Mark posted Hamill, somewhere. Mark yeah. Hamill was the Joker. Like that would be. Amazing, but instead we're gonna get this weird Joaquin Phoenix, and it's gonna be weird, and it's gonna be—I mean, it's gonna be better than Jared Leto, but it's still gonna be weird, and it's just gonna be weird. It's like uh, Tom Hardy playing Venom, which is also like, what are they doing with this? Because it's freaking weird. Is this just a Sony thing? Like, it has nothing to do with the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Like, I'm not sure because they're obviously Eddie Brock is like. 40 um and he's not peter parker's contemporary because mm-hmm. peter parker's like 15 well, I, 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 think, so, I think i think with i think with venom this. I, I think the thing with venom is that they just decided to tweak the age thing and their relationship but i i bet you i i will bet you that in the after credits of venom something spider-man well, also too, like the whole point, like the way, the reason why Venom looks like that is because he was with Spider-Man first, right? And he liked that look. So to have Venom look like your classic Venom for no reason is also, and but which is like a black Spider-Man, is super weird. I I, I am willing 
to give Marvel a pass, and and because so far they've they're they're, they're basically batting a thousand. Like even their I guess. But is it Marvel or is it Sony? I'm going um, to say. Well, let's put it this way. I'm going to say it's Sony, but with Marvel input as to listen. If you kind of fashion it the way we do our movies, this will make. S- I, I I have faith that 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 Marvel definitely has some input into this. They got their iron yeah. fist because the, I mean, but see the, the difference is though, with at least with Venom, the conversation. I mean, and I'm sure most of the conversation with people is they're just more curious to see how how it fits in and there's already the theories right. of, of how well that thing okay may, maybe spider-man comes in at the very end or maybe there's going to be some sort of uh you know cameo thing i mean people already can see the spot where it could fit in and like for a future you know spider-man venom hookup later on you know what right. i'm saying because i have a feeling since they since marvel got spider-man back from sony they've already worked out a deal like mm-hmm. look we'll keep you on to doing these movies and sharing the profits just you know, fall into our universe plan. Don't be stupid, and let's let's make this money. Whereas this Joker film, which now I don't know has a whole new different person as the Joker. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand where this fits into anything that they previous again. DC Warner Brothers, who who's been doing some of these DC movies. It is Warner Brothers, right? That's been doing these DC movies. Yeah. Yeah. What is your plan? What what is the plan? What where are you taking this? Yeah, because it has no connection to I, Jared Leto or the Heath which, Ledger, who I thought was a terrible Joker. Yeah, I mean, because it, it it was a Joker that I didn't recognize, and I don't even, and I will fully admit I don't really claim to be deep into the comics, but I'm watching and I'm like. Uh, what 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 Joker iteration is this? And now that you've got a whole new one, I'm like, is is are, are we are we then introducing a, a whole new Batman in this? Is is Ben Affleck coming back? I don't know what this is about. I mean, like... you know, is Affleck coming out of uh, detox enough to be in Batman shape? For I mean, because they're still doing uh... the Jared Leto spinoff of the. Suicide Squad. So we're going to have like two Jokers out there running simultaneously. But supposedly in the same universe? Uh, but no, I don't think so. I think this is something different. Uh, okay. This is like set in the 80s. Like, I, I mean, maybe we just kind of have to look at it like those uh, DC uh, animated movies that are just sort of all over the place in different comics, different universes, different variants. Like, it's just one of those things where you just have to watch the movie as its own thing and go I, I, with I, it. Because DC I, is super late to the party with creating their universe. And so maybe they've just decided to wash their hands of that situation. Here's how I don't understand. how it, It's been 10 years of Marvel doing it. At some point, I would have thought DC would have seen the success and been like, all right, Let's get our shit together. Let's nah. sit down, make a plan. Let's not be stupid and and make something happen. I mean, if the Conjuring can have a universe, then Good DC Lord. could have it. Like, I have you seen that billboard? I saw that thing and I was like, get the, the for the nun, it was like part of the Conjuring universe. Yes. And I was yes. like, the Conjuring has a universe now and DC can't get it together. But let me say this about the Conjuring Yo, those universe. Yo, make money. 
It, it's, it's true. Seriously. However, if you are going to have a scary movie, it is better to not have a universe because you're already letting us know that the like the whole point of a scary movie is like to scare you to feel like these things might actually happen when you create something as a cinematic universe it becomes like you separate your audience from the thrill of it like a superhero movie it's clearly that's a universe there are no superheroes flying around but the conjuring you want your audience to feel like those ghosts might follow them home and so to create it as a sin and i think that might be the problem with the universal dark universe is one, they tried to rush the process. They just slapped some shit together and called it the universe. And two, horror movies are much more intimate and much more. You want your audience to feel like those things could be real monsters that go bump in the night in their closet and to create a universe separates your audience from your content. And I think that that's a misstep that people aren't really paying attention to, to rush out these universes or whatever Listen. to follow it footsteps all i know is i saw that um trailer for the nun at the movie theater and that made me jump mm. so because man, man that was cheap that was a cheap jump scare. even so it made me jump <laughs> i was like oh jesus i was telling that white girl i was like she's behind you i know <laughs> <laughs> i mean and then listen we're gonna have to do something about but these with, with scary movies because I'd be watching these scary movies and just watching them and I'm like, girl, don't go in that door and it's the, like the slow door opening or that yeah. nun was right behind her and she did that slow ass turn and, and like didn't even put up a karate stance or nothing just that to make sure. Nothing to worry about. <laughs> oh no, see, see, we, we need. Here's what we need. I need. Uh, I need one of our listeners to write up a horror film like that has some real uh, black people in it because no, our horror films are going to be so much different. We're not. Mm -mm. Right. Like you need to have mm -mm. a horror film where the main protagonists do everything right. Yes. And shit still happens. Like, like they are not running up the stairs instead of out the door. They, the car starts because they got an oil change. Yeah. Like they are doing everything right. Everything correctly, making the right logical human decisions that real people make. And they still are having a problem with this. That's a monster. I'm afraid of yeah, if you, you know, make, you know, you're making the right choice and not going to go shambling off into the woods in high heels and trip and fall. It's, it's and it, 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 you could either do that or your horror movies would be like really short. Like take the Friday the 13th movies yeah. because it starts with these kids driving out to Camp Crystal Lake. And my movie, if I was to do it, that shit would be like five minutes because the opening scene would be these kids driving out of Camp Crystal Lake. It'd be like two white kids in the front, two black kids in the back. And they're like, hey, what's this Camp Crystal Lake like? And a guy, white kid driving, is like, oh, man, you haven't heard about it? That's the one where Jason killed his mom and a whole bunch of other campers nope, out nope, there. Nope, and then, nope, the, then the nope. black kid asks, did they catch him? Nah, they never found him. <laughs> Immediately, you just hear doors opening, black kids jumping out the car, credits roll, the end. I mean, it, done over you know what i'm saying oh no yeah see i need i need my black kids to make all the right decisions but still get like terrorized 
I mean, not that we need that in, in any more of that, but I'm just saying, like, as a horror movie, I feel like I'm over the bad decision trope. Seriously. Seriously. That that's that's very true. That's very true. That that, that was the only um, so, that was the only sundry I had. That was the only Yeah. I have one more sundry. It's oh, just it's like more of a pers- a personal announcement. Um so you know I wrote this scene for that thing and it's they got my revisions. Oh yes, yes. They it's still in the running. <laughs> nice. Because I I know that they've already they've already selected their actors. Oh, have they? Yeah, because I, I saw their their Insta ABC casting Instagram posting. Okay. So they've already selected their LA cast. So yeah. I mean, I guess I have to try again next year. Hopefully, get a call back. Something. Something. But that's good because at least they've got that. So if your thing is still in the running. Yeah, uh, my both of my scenes are still in the running. All right then. It's good to yeah. hear. Yeah. Good to hear. That would be amazing. We were just and my first round of beta readers. Uh, I know you need to get back on the ball there, Don. But my, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm like, I'm about to have one girl. She's about to get the last section uh, this week. Yeah. And then, uh, so fallen, then I'll be like behind. just waiting for everybody to like start catching up, so I can get uh, get this uh, rewrite on underway. It takes some twists and turns from where you last left off. You know, it's weird. It's like I, I didn't even realize that I had m- missed a section before the last one I sent you. Yeah. I, I was like, I, I didn't even realize you, that. I sent you the wrong one. And then because things are out of order, you can kind of read them out of order. A That's fine. Bit. That's fine. It's not a big deal. That's fine. That's fine. That's all good. But, you know, listen to our listeners again. We're back. We were gone for a little bit, had to do some adulting. But you know what? Next time, you tell us when we're gone too long. And you can tell us uh, through our email at tketpodcast at gmail.com. You can tell us by going to TuneIn, Stitcher, or HipCast, where all of our uh, our podcast stuff is hosted, or iTunes, where we'd love to read your reviews and comments. You can also find all of our content, be it the TKET Podcast, Good Morning Antioch, our 10-minute takes uh, on YouTube is on tcastnetwork.com, uh, where all of our stuff is there, as well as uh, our bios, and, and we'll probably be uh, looking to expand that and put some other cool and interesting stuff on there. Mm-hmm. You can also give us a phone call. At 504-345-9344. And also, we're on Facebook, on facebook.com slash Podcast. You know mm-hmm. we're on Twitter at TCAT Podcast. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, Miss Ray Stewart's on Twitter, actor on the edge. Definitely mm-hmm. hit her up. Let her know what's going on. I mean, yeah, because when you when you tweet at uh, at TCAT Podcast, that is Don the Legend. <laughs> I'm, I'm the one angrily responding to certain things <laughs> and just not really caring because yes. I'm like, God damn it, I'm angry. Don I'm, is the angry responses on Twitter, and I am the angry responses on Facebook. Yes. That's how we've divided those duties. <laughs> we, we, I'm, I'm the angry black man of Twitter. She's the angry black woman of Facebook. <laughs> we felt the need to share the anger 50-50. So absolutely, hit us up. We'll get back to you. We will keep uh, making this content. Again, sorry about the hiccup in there, but, you know, real life kicks in and stuff had to be done. And it's all good, you know. 
Miss Stewart had her wedding to go to. I've got my wedding coming up in about three weeks. As guests. <laughs> I'm actually in the wedding, so. No, I'm just mean it wasn't yeah. my wedding. Like well, I didn't no, no, no. get married. I mean, it's not, I did, yeah, it's true. It wasn't her wedding. By by, when I mean by her wedding, like she has one to go to. I've got one to go to. So I've got one coming up. When it's her wedding, oh, trust me, you will all know. Yeah, because that'll be a goddamn. <laughs> you will all act, know. Act of God. <laughs> That's not a thing, man. That's not a thing. Never say never. Never say I never. Can't, I'm not going to say never because whenever you say never, that means it's going to happen. Exactly. And I'm not trying to that life. See, so. see, listen. Just sit back and just let it happen. I want a launch party for my book. That's what I want. Oh, that. That will be uh, an absolute, that's for sure. An absolute, that's for sure. But, you know, hey, again, to our tens of listeners, thank you for sticking around. Again, the contact, the content, sorry, will keep coming. Have no fear. Just one of those uh, real-world adulting hiccups that happens every once in a while. But for myself and Ms. Stewart, see ya.